You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Yeah, what a day. What a huge day on the calendar it is. Badge, Sats, here with... No, sorry, Sats and Badge here with you, especially the great man, Scotty Sattler, because uh, Brixie's sitting in the hot seat with us. Today is... Sats's birthday. 50 years old today. 50 years old. <laughs> Good on you, Scotty. The guy who pulled off the greatest tackle in grand final history. Happy say, birthday. My mum rang me today. Thank you very much. My mum rang me today uh, to say, and thank you for all the well wishes um, throughout the day from friends and uh, and also some of our listeners as well have, have, have messaged me on social media. You will thank hear you very his much. phone going off. It's been all afternoon. Well, <laughs> it's <laughs> now... Back in 1971, there was no daylight saving. So I was born at 5.04 p.m. Oh, like to the second it's your birthday. Yeah, so as as we come on here, 6.04 New South Wales. Yeah, uh, 5.04 Queensland Queensland time. Where were you born, Scott? I was born in Campbelltown in Sydney. Right. Campbelltown Women's Hospital. I don't know why I was born in a women's hospital. Well, because your mum's a woman? Maybe. That might be it. That's, that's how it <laughs> always <laughs> went. <laughs> really? There's still a Royal Brisbane why. Women's Hospital. And can I tell you, um, my, well, I've got a sister who was born in 1967. She was the ugliest baby ever born. And um, and we've heard the story. My dad was on the kangaroo tour when she was born. Didn't see her until she was like eight weeks old. But anyway, when I was born. Um, 71, he would have been on tour again, wasn't no, he? No, it wasn't. No, December. So there was no oh, tour. He, New Zealand tour. Of 71, which he'd already come back from. Right, right. And so um, the nurse walked out with a, a – they rolled me in a pink um, – like a pink blanket and handed it to Dad. And Dad said, oh, he said, oh, another girl. Oh, there you go. He <laughs> wasn't happy. There you go. Then all of a sudden she opened up and he goes, no, nah, there's a spout there. So oh, everything's good. So say, how many happy. years did it take him to realise that he had a boy? <laughs> so he's happy. Very uh, good on you, mate. Really, uh, really happy for you. If you want to send it, Sats a message as well, 0457 736 736. A couple of other big things today. Oh, the border. The border opened up on your birthday, 1am, Scott. Well, Anastasia Palace, say, knowing that I spent, my, I spent most of my years in Queensland, I think, decided to make it the 13th of December, 1am this morning, Queensland time, 2 o'clock New South Wales time, uh, it opened. And, um, yeah, and watching a lot of the news this morning, the, the flood of, of tourists that are, that are coming uh, through the, uh, the airports, especially into Brisbane. Yep. Can I just say... What really annoys me at airport scenes? You can say anything you want today. Seth. Okay. Cameras in the faces of families that are trying to rejoice and haven't seen each other for like, you know, some, some have been a year, 18 months, and you know, it's been about 191 days in total. Yeah. But as soon as the families come through and they all embrace, the cameras are just in their faces. Get out of my space. Why, why is that news? Like, if, if they walked up to each other and went, G'day, here you go, I haven't seen you. Well, that's, 
that's different. But they're all going to hug and kiss and yeah. cry, aren't they? And But if the camera's not there, someone's got their mobile phone out. Exactly. Uh, exactly. All right. So just, uh, you respect the space. Um, I've got to say, doing a great job, uh, the police at the border and just moving traffic along. It was so l- less fuss than everyone expected uh, crossing the border from New South Wales. It's all about it. sick of checking everyone's well, validation. Well, no, if you've got, if you've done your passes and you says you've been vaccinated and you've said that online, I, then they, as long as you got your pass, they sort mm. of wave you through. And the traffic was just um, very slowly moving through, which is better than the really, really. Terrible stop-start traffic it has been. Hey, 50 years, so Sats, on the day you were born, 50 years ago, um, a a player who should be much better known than he is, Dennis Tuddy, he won his high court challenge of the the transfer system at the time was called the retain and transfer rules in, in rugby league. And it basically said he was a Balmain player and he wanted to go to another club and he went to... Uh, because he wasn't getting much of a go or whatever. Or he was, I think he went all right. But um, it's when your contract he went to the expired, boss, yeah. Kevin Humphreys, and he went to him and he said, oh, and he said, I want to leave. And he went, you can't. Even when your contract expires, they yeah. went, we're not letting you go. And he went, you can't do that. And he went, yeah, that's the rules. So he actually sat out two years of rugby league. He said probably the best two years of his life um, and won that challenge. And that opened the way up for not just rugby league, sport all across Australia and around the world. To, to these these archaic rules that they had. It's a landmark um, day. They were gone. Absolutely. So it was a landmark day mm. in more ways than one. Lots happened across the weekend. We'll have our Kia Top 7 to bring you up to speed with all those great things in, in motorsport and cricket, of course. We won the test. That goes without saying. Won the test less than four days. Got an interesting bloke to chat to, Sats, this author, Roland Perry. Yes. Uh, he's got a book out called Bradman versus Bodyline, and it is – it is a fantastic read, and there's so much more to this story. If you're like me and you thought you knew about Bodyline, mm. and I have read a book on it or two, this story is much, much deeper than anything I've known having having. Well, uh, he's one of very few that had a close relationship with the Don mm. and got the inside running on in relation to Bodyline, and and um, and there's a lot of. There's a lot of facts around Bodyline Badge that I wasn't aware of until we're going to get rolling on tonight. Did a lot more research throughout the day leading up to Bodyline, the decision around Bodyline, and then post-Bodyline as well. There just wasn't one series against Australia where Bodyline played a significant role in cricket as well. So, yeah, it's a really interesting chat. Yes. Yep. Mm. So that'll be coming up uh, pretty soon. On the show, uh, you can tell us about your uh, your favourite moment. for the Actually, your favourite moment, Sats, was uh... – had a bit to do with Burn Atomic. Yeah, Burn Atomic's comeback training video. Have a listen to this. I've had a lot of hate in my life, but I can't give up. You don't think I see the hate comments? It hurts. In the past, I used to let it get to me and react out of stupidity. But now, I'm using it as fuel. I'm back. I am. I'm hungry and I'm ready. No one can stop me now but me. I'm training, I'm sweating, I'm pushing, I'm fired up. Whatever it takes to get back to the top. Hard work pays off. I put my blood, sweat and tears into this sport. I have come back before and it's time to set the record straight. Where did he go? Did he go anywhere? Did he officially cancel himself out of tennis or is he just not playing? I don't know. I didn't. Is he talking about coming back to real tennis or is he just going to play against the 12-year-olds or something? (laughs) How How can he honestly say... Hard work pays off. Who told him that? 
Where did he read that? He hasn't experienced it, has he? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, good. Listen, if he comes back and he realises that uh, that um, not playing something that he's very gifted at, at um, he's got a great gift, and if he realises that not having that uh, is going to push him on to, to greater things, absolutely. Mm. Well done. We'll sit back and we'll, we'll applaud you. But yeah. I found that quite amusing over the weekend. Um, just got a text in from uh, Grafton Bronco. Listening on 2GF. Happy birthday, Sats. Thanks, Grafton Bronco. Good on you, mate. Thanks for Why Grafton for that. Bronco? Like, were you a Bronco fan that moved down to Grafton? Maybe. Not sure. Tell right. us, Bro- Grafton Bronco. Uh, they might have a team there. Or he might be a horse rider, breaker in or a, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, whatever they're called. Uh, let's do this. Sports Day, Sports Update. Got one job, Brixie. One hey, job. Push the badge, button. you were telling <laughs> us, um, you were telling us off air about. Uh, your beautiful wife, Carleen. Yes. And her, and her, her work. Was it a Christmas present? Yes. Or? I, I will tell you. I'm just sports update for New Farm Australian through and through. Well, she was talking to me the other mm. night. Now, she's with a, 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 a working for a company now, and she just really loves it. And they're, they're great, and they had their Christmas dinner, mm. and she said, you know what? And they, they let us have drinks before, and then we had Christmas. Then we had our, our food, and we had post drinks. It was great. And uh, her friend said, so what, what do you mean compared to what? And she said, well, the last place she worked for this group, oh, they own, um, they're a fashion group. They own mm. like Miller's and Katie's and whatever and a bunch of, heap of stores. They could go, they could, they could have their own Christmas party between them and other stores and yep. there'd be, you know, five, 10, 15 of the ladies going out to dinner. They would give them a $10 voucher. They were allowed to spend $10 and claim it. <laughs> And they actually had to get a photo of everyone that was there to prove that they actually went there and didn't just claim the ten dollars. Ten dollars. A photo to prove that yes, they, used that they it. were there. Oh, Otherwise, wow. they were saying, "Oh, you might just claim the ten- a ten dollar <laughs> voucher for Christmas." Is that the biggest tight ass <laughs> Christmas? That's the Grinch. Ten bucks. It starts so, to expose bosses, doesn't that, it, around Christmas? Has time. anyone got tight ass or any tight ass stories? Not just around Christmas. Have you got some good tight ass? I, I've never have. I've always been blessed to have. Pretty good employers that, that have yeah, looked after their yeah, staff. Well, so, yeah, our employers are great. But so, worst have gift. Some what's what's the worst gift you've given? Ten dollars. Or voucher. worst gift you've received? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Alrighty, now the uh, the Ashes drama Sonic sort of continues. A good win, a little bit of a hiccup on day three when the Poms put in a bit of a fight back. Sats, but uh, Dave Warner injured. Yeah, Rich, Josh Hazelwood is out. He's out with a side strain. Yep, as well. Uh, will they bring in Richardson? Joy Richardson. Joy Richardson seems to be the favourite. Um, one of our colleagues, uh, Dougie Bollinger, he believes that Michael Neeser has done enough to through his Sheffield Shield form. Also very good with the bat. He's got a Sheffield Shield century as well. Uh, he believes that he should get the the inside rails. But yeah, Joy Richardson, his you know, his strike rate, his his average is very low. He's, he's um percentage-wise, very good at hitting the mark, much Next like Hazelwood was. Rank, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, so I think it's it's got to be a little bit of a like-for-like, like, and, and that's what Jai Richardson gives you. He gives you the opportunity to hit the mark on every occasion like Hazelwood does, but doesn't need to be bowling at 150, 148 mm. k's an hour. David Warner, will, I think he's going to play injured. He didn't bat in David that second looks like, course, Yeah, but... he looks, looks like he's, gonna, he's going, to, uh, going to play. Mm. And the best thing they could have done is, well, he didn't field for a large portion of that that or at all in that start of the day four didn't go out like you said. Um, Alex Carey went out. How, how bad would you be feeling as Alex Carey when you got twenty to chase and you get out? 
<laughs> he had a great – I mean, that's a record for the most number of dismissals on debut, is it? Eight. Eight, eight catches, yeah. And, uh, Alex Carey, so well done. He he uh, definitely belongs there, as well, uh, Adam Gilchrist told him before the game. He belongs. Exactly. Um, now, the Poms will be strengthened in from a bowling attack point of view, and they're going to need to be. Uh, Stuart Broad, well, he's, he's come out with some of the English – Press and said he can't understand why he wasn't picked for game one. I don't think anyone can. Yeah. Well, see, uh, Glenn McGrath, he said he went out there and, and before the game and Glenn McGrath sought him out before the first test and said, oh, congratulations, your 150th test. And he said, I'm not playing. And Glenn McGrath was, looked kind of pretty bemused and I think he would have been going, yes, yes, <laughs> definitely going to win this one. Well, both he and Anderson looked like they'll be back for game two, which is Adelaide starting Thursday. Yep, and day that's nighter. A, that's a pink ball. Yes. Yeah, it's a day nighter. Yes, so, um, yeah, really looking forward to that one. Brixie? Oh, sorry. Oh, you put your, we thought you put your finger up there. It's just yeah. out there. Um, Travis had fined 15% of his match fee at the stump. Mike picked up him swearing at, uh, at Stokes. But this is the best part of it for me. Yeah. The Poms, for slow over rate, fined 100% of their match fee. That's harsh, is 20-something grand. Smashed on the field, smashed in the hip But pocket. that's not the best part. You know who the match referee was? Yeah, you can only guess. David Boone. <laughs> Boone, he's giving it to him again. <laughs> so he's pocketed 25 grand from every one of those players. Well, anyway. They're so in the somewhere. stinking heat for, for three and a half days yep. for nothing. All right. Hey, we'll have more on that when we come back with our, uh, our Kia Top 7. New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm Australia through and through. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Yes, Badge and Sats here still now. A special treat coming up. Anyone who's into sport, cricket, history uh, and Christmas coming up, this is a, there's a great book out, Sats, Bradman versus Bodyline. And I'll tell you what, if you think you know what happened in that Bodyline series, we were both a bit shocked about some of the, um, the, the, the little bylines and the stories that, that go with this book. Roland Perry has Not only it. just Bodyline itself, but what happened leading up to Bodyline and, and what happened post-Bodyline yes. as well. And there's a lot to it. Uh, a lot of uh, this, uh, the author, Roland Perry, pretty close relationship with Bradman, Sir Donald Bradman. So it's about him and, uh, and Australia. Bradman versus Bodyline. And Roland Perry, author of Bradman versus Bodyline, is on the line now. G'day, Roland. Uh, what a what a great time to have a chat to you uh, as the uh, the first test of the Ashes series is is underway. How are you? Yeah, look, it's very good to talk to you guys. Thank you. And uh, I'm just sorry that Jofra Archer isn't there, so we'd see some <laughs> more drama because yeah. the Poms really reacted to him when he felled Steve Smith and I was watching that game at Lords, and I was amazed at the reaction both at the ground and also in the media. So I thought, there's a definitely this is the time to pull out all the stuff I had on Bodyline plus the lengthy interviews I had with Don Brabham where he came across to me because we had a good relationship and I was quizzing him quite a lot and we, he came beyond the platitudes he normally poured out about that. Uh, got a lot out of him and that added to the book. But uh, the thing that struck me in the research, and I knew this when I was living in England, I, I lived in England for a decade, and I, I thought that they're not talking about how Bodyline built up. They just think that, uh, you know, Jardine came out of the woodwork and started it. That's total rubbish. It was built up at Nottingham, and I've made the main character, one of the main characters, Arthur Carr, the captain of mm. Nottingham, who developed this weapon, 
very judiciously and surreptitiously for Nottingham to when they needed to win games, they brought on Larwood and Vos to really knock the opposition around. And it didn't really reach the head of cricket, the MCC, for quite a long time. And then they were able to take it to Australia, hand it on to uh, Jardine to use against Australia in 32-33. And uh, what a lot of people, I'm surprised some of the buffs who mates have said, I didn't know Bradman had done what he had done to England uh, and Larwood. And what we use is the term target. What Bradman did and what they're going to do with Joe Root in the current series, they have to, he's the best bat. They have to target the opposition. What Bradman did at 20 years of age, 1928, when they first when they came out here in 20, he targeted Larwood. He smashed him out of the attack every opportunity. And in 1930, in England, he did the same and utterly humiliated the man in front of his own country people so they had to have a device to knock him about and that was body line so roland it is it's an incredible story and and it's a great read the book what from your time you. that you spent with uh with bradman um what was the yep. feeling at the time was it as was it as um was it as dire and and deep-rooted and disappointed as as we were led to believe Oh, yeah, look, it was tough. And, um, you know, he knew before that they were out to hurt him. I mean, we, you know, they've pussyfooted around with this because I've done the heavy research. They wanted to hurt, to really debilitate him. They knew they couldn't frighten him. He was the best hooker in the world, you know, the best bull shot in the world. So they had to hurt him. They had to actually hit him. And Brabham's attitude was when he worked that out, when he knew what they were going to do at the beginning of that season, he said, well, I've got to find a device a way of, of uh, handling it. And what he did was what we see every day now, even in the tests, a guy will step away to square leg and hook, you know, hoik it over, slips. Everyone's go, oh, what a great shot, what a great shot. Well, when I was playing uh, way back in the 50s and 60s and even more recently, um, if you went one centimetre to square leg, you were gutless. You were called mm. coward. And Brabham did it. He didn't care what people thought. He knew that if he was belted, if he was hit, that uh, he wouldn't be able to play. And what happened, if you look at look at it closely, all the other batsmen, every one of our Australian bats and some of the bowlers and the keeper, of course, were debilitated by the end of that series. They were bruised and battered. Um, and everyone says, oh, yeah, what about um, 187 from Stan McCabe? Yeah, Stan got a great innings, a bit lucky, but uh, uh, he, he did very well. But he was completely bruised and battered and he averaged around 20 for the rest of the series. And Brabham's attitude was, I'm not going to let them hit me. I'm going to play 2020. He didn't actually say that, of course, but he was. That's what he did. He played 2020 cricket to have an average of 57, at a very fast strike rate, really Gilchrist-like strike rate. Mm. Uh, and he didn't get his. He got one century and four fifties, and he didn't do the usual thing and, and get you know a couple of double hundreds or something. So they won. England won the battle because they had this weapon. Uh, that was it. What I was fascinated with was after body line. Uh, Jardine takes a team to India and beats up the Indians with it. Now, I haven't met anyone who's known that that knows cricket in the next season. And that's the reason Jardine lost the captaincy by 1934, because he, you know, it's all right to belt us around to a point. But if you're going to knock around the jewel in the crown, else you're going to get into trouble. Mm. So the the media kept it very, very quiet in 1933-34, the way they'd behaved against the Indians. Didn't use it in every test, but they certainly bruised and battered the Indians as well. So it was a pretty sorry state. The game was in a terrible state in 34, And, of course, 
West Indies brought a team over in 33 after body line and used it against English bats and they were very upset because it was bruising them. So the game, it was all over. It was dead as a, a weapon by 1934. You mentioned that 1930 uh, Ashes tour from Australia to England and, and Bradman had an average yep. of around 140, 139 on that, that five-test series, yep. which they won. Yep, and... And he got, a, he got an aggregate that still hasn't been beaten in exactly. any series, 974. So I, I mean, amazing. We're 90 years on. I read a story somewhere, was it Larwood or Jardine? And I think his daughter tells a story that he watched some footage of some short balls being played to Bradman, and he said he's yellow. Yeah. So where was this belief that Bradman was vulnerable to fast short balls? This is total rubbish, a fabrication. He had to uh, make something up. Absolute tosh of the first water, and... Uh, you know, he'd made the game that he allegedly, made, you know, pulled away and all this. He was on 232. He wasn't actually out. The ball he was given out, not out. He never complained. He was given out when he was not out. Never complained ever. But he told me, look, he didn't even get me out. Lower didn't get him out. He made a hundred before lunch. It was a very bad wicket. Every he got hit. Every other player got hit. And uh, you know, you get hit at 150 kilometres an hour, you're going to flinch. And he flinched. No player, even Viv Richards, would not be able to face Lily on the sort of pitch that was, mm. with Larwood was bowling on and so forth. So this was a total propaganda fabrication. Around, you know. Now, Bradman actually, Hello? what yeah. I didn't realise from that, uh, that bodily line series in 32-33 is that Bradman missed the first test, didn't he? Yeah, he was ill. He had uh, a bad flu. He had a, a really bad uh, teeth problem. And he missed the test, and of course that just fueled. Oh, he's he's not wanting to play and all this rubbish. No, he was wanting to play, and uh, he won the next test, got a hundred uh, to win the test, along with um, Bill O'Reilly's bowling that wiped England in the second test, and then England got on top um, on, in third, fourth, and fifth tests and won the series. And Bradman didn't quite. He got some good scores, but didn't quite get his double hundreds and things to win series. But I've got to say, if one or two, just say two other players that are batting averages of in the 20s had got into the 50s with Brabham, they might have had a chance, but you can't beat an opposition. And my assessment, and I've seen all the bowling from England right back to 1956, they, that was, the, I reckon, the equal best bowling team England had in the field uh, was against us in 1930 and also in the body line too. They had a very good bowling lineup. And so they were, you know, we were, we were beaten from the start because the body line was so well directed. And there's another factor, which I wish had happened, but it didn't happen. Well, I don't wish it happened, but it's interesting. Um, they were calling for Eddie Gilbert, the Aborigine, the Indigenous player from Queensland, to come into the Australian yeah. team. And Laurie Nash, who was a brutal, I mean, he made Murphy's look like a primaries. I'll say school. I was going to say school girl, but I say school boy. Right? He was he was pretty tough, Laurie. A great footballer for the Swans, Australian rules, and they were itching to get in the team. And Bradman asked one question when he was asked. He was a selector, and this is the integrity of Bradman: how he splits things down and articulates. They said, "Do you think we should have him in the team?" He said, "If you're choosing Laurie on merit, one thing. If you're choosing it to count a body line, that's another thing." So, of course, they didn't, and that was the smart thing because it would have been just... Can you imagine 
we are having we're belting them up, they're belting us up. The game would have been rollerball. There'd be no cricket, no mm. really good shots. It couldn't. You can't play against that ball coming up around your neck and your head. You can't play cut shots or unless you do what Brabham did, the unorthodox stuff we see in 2020 to actually get on top. It's a fascinating, you know, story that uh, that happened back then, and it'll always be there'll always be that bad blood between Australia and England because sure. of it. Uh, what, tell us a little bit about Don Brat. What sort of blood? I mean, we hear some stories, and you know, he, Ian Chapel in particular is quite critical of the person. What? How do you feel about yeah, Chappell, Sir Don? Chapel, yes, Chapel's uh, always had a, a you know a bad feeling about Don. I know the roots of all that. It's not worth going into. Uh, they they weren't bosom buddies, put it that way. No. Um, and I discussed all the captains with Bradman. It was rather amusing, the stuff he said about Ian Chapel. However, we let that go through the keeper. But, um, look, he, he, was, he was one of a kind. He had a lot of mates. I, I was at his, um, you know, I, I met a lot of his friends in WA. He, wasn't, he just wasn't the usual sort of Aussie character. He didn't get drunk after the game. He played classical music. He was a drinker, by the way, till he, after he was 40 when he retired from cricket. And I can, test, I've got, I can tell you, I've drank with him and I know he could drink. And people hate me telling that story, but it's just true. He, he liked to drink after he retired, but mm. he wouldn't drink while he was around. He wanted to be 100% fit. I liked him a lot because he, he was straight up. And that's what Chapel didn't like, being told which way was up. You know, Chapel was a bully boy always. Uh, that's the way he played cricket and the way he was. And Bradman was tough, and so they clashed. Mm. You know, uh, that's the way it is. You can't, they can't always love each other. I think Chapel was correct about one thing, that um, Bradman was sort of in charge when he refused to give them more money for cricket. He was saying, you've got to have a job. It was merit in that, but the whole game had changed, and he yeah. admitted to me in interviews that he got caught in a time warp. In other words, his way of doing it, you know, hey, you've got to have a second job, you've got to have a job was not what Chapel and Company wanted. They were touring the world and getting paid a pittance. I mean, I remember Lily, the greatest bowler in the world, was had a, a, a cleaning business at one point, you know, Lily, and he broke his bat and he still come back. He still came back. So it was a different era, and Chapel was correct about that, but there was a lot of feeling between the two. Uh, no love, love lost between them, you know. And yet he made him captain. He, he made him captain of Australia, so he couldn't have hated him that much. Yeah, exactly. Now... Did he have, did he have an admiration for any particular player, the Don, like post his career? Oh, look, I think you know he, he did. Yes, he did. He was very you know Sobers was his favourite player. There's no doubt, Gary Sobers, and it was one discussion I remember well. I remember a lot of. I mean, I've got him on tape and so forth. But I remember some of the lines, and I said, um, "Who do you think's the greatest player of all time?" And he said, "Oh, Gary Sobers." Uh, sorry if I do the voice, but I had six years' <laughs> discussions with him, but That's I good. drop into it every now and again, very direct. <laughs> and I said, but what about you? You were, you know, you were a great captain. You had the best... But he said, I just told you the answer, Alan. He said it was Gary Sobers. And that sort of thing. He had great admiration for Sobers. Lily was another one. I mean, he did choose his best 11. But the odd thing about Don was his heroes were conductors. That's not bus conductors. That's symphonic conductors, singers like his granddaughter opera singers he just had that other dimension to him they were his heroes not mm. cricketers although he did admire you had to be damn good to get a positive response because he was looking at everything from another level I and mean, you know you're the greatest batsman in the world ever and you you look down at them and you say right he was good he was good he was very good so he did he was very much in praise of other cricketers 
but he was coming from another dimension in terms of remember he got 10 triple centuries in his career all career not schoolboy but every other no one else got more than three i don't think and he got 27 37 triple uh, double hundreds the next best was walter hammond with 36 but hammond had three times the innings Mm. So if Brabant had had the number of innings that Wally Hammond did, he would have had 80 oh, double hundreds. You know, so he was in another dimension. And the other thing to remember that people forget, because you know, no, I've I've seen a lot of a lot of footage, more than anyone. Um, he got he really batted fast. He was faster than Viv Richards. The only one who's faster than him in recent times would be say Warner, when he's on form, and Gilchrist. So Brabant scored those big innings. Not defensively, but on the attack always. And he, he really admired figures who attacked. He hated slow batsmen, really hated them. Because he, don't forget, he was an unpaid selector at state and uh, national level. And he had to go and watch these damn shield games where someone would make 100 a day. And he was very upset by that. Yeah. Oh, look, it's fascinating stuff. He was an amazing person and, uh, and a great read, Roland. Um, Roland Perry, the author of a book you've got to get for Christmas, Bradman versus Body Line. Make sure you go out and get it, and uh, it's, it's a great read. Roland, we have, to, we have to let you go. We've run out of time. Uh, just quickly, your prediction uh, in, the, in the Ashes, Australia, by how much? <laughs> Very good. I can't pick England. I watch the Indians, the, them against the Indians, so I've got to say four zip. I've got to say four zip. Jeez, I can't see They haven't got a bat. They've only got Joe Root. I mm. mean, honestly... Uh, the bowling is pretty equal, but they just haven't got a batting lineup that's going to take us on. They're all out of the short game, and they bat like it. Yeah, yeah. Right, oh, no, four zip. One of those games are going to get rained out, obviously. Good on you, Roland. Obviously, you? I, I think Hobart. Hobart will be rained out in their first one. <laughs> uh, good on you, mate. Okay, thank you, boys. I enjoyed that. Thank you for listening to me. Really, really appreciate <laughs> your time. Thank you. Oh, look, great, great, great to talk about it. Thank you. Well, he's good for a chat, Sats. It's a uh, very, very interesting. That had one. all these questions written down, and he just kept answering <laughs> every know. one of them he's, before uh, I could ask. <laughs> love the chat. Very, very good author. Uh, Bradman versus Bodyline. Uh, we're going to get to your texts next, and thanks for uh, for flicking them in, uh, as well as at our Kia Top 7. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Yeah, welcome back. And before we do our uh, Kia Top 7 sats, we've got to get it stuck into a couple of these texts. And thanks for getting to us. Of course, it's Scotty Sattler's 50th birthday, and uh, we've got birthday wishes all around. Danger is in Geelong. It's, he talk, says, talk about four seasons in one day. Unbelievable. Mm. What are you doing down there? Woogie's been knocking on your door up in Cairns, Danger. <laughs> uh, Glenn, the Newcastle Reality King. Happy birthday, Sats. G'day, the great badge, and hopefully Justin's permanent replacement. Although no <laughs> reality so. shows pre-Christmas, keep an eye out for tomorrow night's weakest link. Why you ask? It features the greatest ever winning couple of maths, Cam and Jules. Honestly, some oh. of these people going on reality shows, they just keep popping up on every show. Who I feel sorry for them. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, boys, what a great chat with Roland Perry. Really need to get that book. That's from Joseph. It's called Bradman versus Bodyline, and he sells it well, Roland Perry. He does, yeah. Fantastic uh, Um, book. Badge, Lismore Rabbit says, Happy birthday, Sats. Also watched a great old match on Fox last night, Broncos versus Raiders 93, featuring the great Badge. Fantastic game of football. Can you remember anything from that game? I remember playing him a couple of times in my last season, once once in Canberra and Mm. once maybe in Brizzy in the finals. It was my last ever game against the Broncos in the finals. 
Now we asked Ricky about, Stewart out. That's the year he broke the uh, the ankle. It was too. You mm. your favourites. Oh, we were going to win. Yeah. We were going to win it. Um, Grafton Bronco. I asked him why Bronco Grafton Grafton Bronco. He said, "Sats, I'm a mad Brisbane Broncos fan living in Grafton. Happy birthday, legend! On the night shift crew, making Australia Australia's strongest plywood at Big River Timbers Grafton factory. He wrote oh, an ad for himself. Then beautiful, good stuff. Yeah, Grafton Bronco. Right, we better get into this. Uh, now on Sports Day, the Kia Top 7. The Kia Sorento, Drive Car of the Year. Yes, the Kia Top 7 um, for the all-new Kia Sportage. It's been unleashed. That's number seven. Yeah, Ty Bam Bam Tuivasa, the, the Australian in the UFC, heavyweight uh, from west of Sydney, knocked out his opponent in what was brutal fashion yesterday. But best part about it, a shoey to celebrate. Feral. I can't it see was, myself doing that. I, it wasn't even his shoe. It was oh. someone's shoe out of the crowd that he Not used. Good. I mean, oh. Might be the end of him. God. Fungal. Number six. <laughs> Number six. He's a fun guy. Number six, <laughs> Oscar Piastri. Young Aussie has wrapped up the Formula 2 world title. Mr. Uvula, who will look up and see the checkered flag. Jan Uvula wins. Second place is Dragovic, but the moment has arrived for the Prima man. Oscar Piastri wins the Formula 2 Championship of 2021. Three titles in a row for the Australian driver. Formula Renault, Formula 3, and now Formula 2, F1. Sign him up. Hopefully, hopefully. I think he's in a team, but he's a backup driver next year in the Formula he, 1. He finds it hard to drive with the blades on his legs, where his legs were. Oscar Pistorius. Okay. What? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, number five in the Kia Top 7, Aussie Tommy Rodgick. He scored the only goal. They call him the Little Messi and the coaches, what, Ange Postel. Yes. Yeah, for Celtic. Um, he scored the only goal to beat Motherwell 1-0. Yeah, number well f- number four. Yeah, well done. Number four, another win for the Melbourne Stars last night. Uh, they started ordinary. They have that's their second win now in the BBL. Uh, they chased down the Thunders five for one fifty one. They had virtually had four overs mm. to spare. Now have a listen to this uh, newly arrived import, one of the best what? in the game. This is Andre Russell going bunter. Would you say you're changing the game? I'd say I oh. am. Okay. What's he doing? I made a mistake there. I um, left the ad on at the start of the YouTube video. Oh. But uh, don't worry. Here it is. <laughs> oh, he's gone up and he's gone long. Dr. Dre's taking it back. That's the answer. He's going to go hard. I thought he'd bowl a short ball there. Oh, that's gone. That is long, long and gone. That is long gone. Jeez. That's up to the yard. Uh, no. Why'd he go back over the wheel? No, no, no. What no, about no. the noise? What about the oh, noise? The crack it. of the ball off the uh, middle of the bat. I think Maxi was on fire too, Glenn. When they Maxi lost their first game, David Hussey, their coach, he intimated that they had a star arriving, but he wouldn't unveil who it was. Mm. Well, that's who it was. There he is. Yeah. And uh, for number three in the key top seven, the GOAT, Nathan Lyon, he bowled a thousand overs in the first Ashes test, but he finally brought up his 400th test dismissal. 
Lan faces up to the line again. He uses oh. his feet as he bobbled it up to Lubbershane. They're up, but he's got it. The 400th wicket for Nathan Lyon in Test cricket at last. Took him, took him 10 months or 11 months mm. since he's 399th, but uh, he had another wicket after that, only 20 balls later or so. Good on your 400 wicket. You don't get that if you can't play. No on a doubt. pitch like they're playing on also. Yes. Mm. Now, uh, Max Verstappen has won his first Formula One championship. We mentioned that earlier on, uh, but it was a, it was crazy stuff. A last lap win after the um, they brought on the, what's his name, the car, the stoppage car thing. <laughs> Safety car. Safety car. Um, he overtook Lewis Hamilton. It was very controversial, but certainly thrilling. Is it going to be a first world championship for Verstappen? Is it going to be an eighth world championship for Lewis Hamilton? Where can Verstappen try and get past Hamilton? First overtaking zone is normally down in the turn five. Is Verstappen far enough back? He's going to make the lunge down the inside. Hamilton sees it coming. It's a late lunge by Verstappen who takes the lead of the race. Verstappen now snatches the championship trophy from Lewis Hamilton who's trying to fight back. And it's going Dutch in 2021. Max Verstappen, for the first time ever, is champion of the world. Oh, great call. Great call, great call. And leading out the Kia Top 7, well, it's all about Travis Head, uh, the hero with his century in just one session in the Ashes. Beautifully down the ground. A brilliant innings by Travis Head. His first Ashes 100, his third in Test Match Cricket, and it is a statement of the finest quality. Yeah, fantastic stuff. 152 he ended up with, Travis Head, mm. and uh, he's cemented his place in the side, no doubt. The day night are starting in Adelaide on Thursday. Hey, Badge, just really quickly, on this day in 1959, how about this? Jack Brabham famously pushed his car over the finishing line to become the first Australian F1 world champion, his first of three. Gee, they used to go pretty slow back then, didn't they? <laughs> a lot quicker today. We're going to have a break. When we come back, uh, Racing Queensland update. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yes, Sats and Badge with Sports Day and each and every week, Racing Queensland man on the ground, Chris Nelson, joins us. How are you, Chris? Going very well, thanks. Sats, uh, we had a great good week. Afternoon. Yes. You had a great Sir, weekend. Sir Chris Sats, Nelson. Oh, yeah, just for the week, Sir Chris. Well, some days, some weeks are good, some weeks aren't so good, but we had a good one last week, so we'll just... You did have a good one. I got on Ginger. You gave me Ginger on Saturday, and I got on that. Yeah, that was on the Gold Coast show yeah. Saturday morning, and hopefully oh. hopefully that helped you enjoy your birthday a little bit more. So happy Thank birthday Thank you very much. Yeah, big 5 I feel yeah, awful. There you mate. go. I, people say when you turn 50, you feel awful, and I know what they're talking about now, so... You know, I mean, the last no, time well, I saw you, you were you were doing your boxing lessons. You were running around the block in between. Yeah. You, you hobbled in, Sat. Didn't like, go off the couch. You hit no. 50 and, <laughs> and he bumped into the walls. His eyesight's gone. Everything's gone. Mate of mine texted me and said, happy 60. And I said, I wish I would. I wish I was because now I could retire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, you'd still keep turning up. And you'd turn up to work anyway, wouldn't yeah, you? You'd love it that much. Probably, yeah. Can't sit still. Uh, what's happening this week? <laughs> Uh, this week in Queensland, we are racing at Kilcoy tomorrow. We race at Ipswich on Wednesday, Dolby on Thursday, Friday night at the Sunshine Coast. No day meeting Friday, just a night meeting there. Ooh. Saturday, our main meeting is at Eagle Farm. We have a meeting at the Gold Coast, of course. Mackay, Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone as well, and then back to the Sunshine Coast. 
on uh, on Sunday. Now, just some highlights for Eagle Farm this week. Yep. Uh, nine races. We have the Group 3 Grand Prix over 2,130 metres for the three-year-olds. Uh, the main race will be the listed gold edition plate for the three-year-olds also. And they're the three-year-olds heading towards the Magic Millions Guineas. So we'll see some nice types go around there. And the listed Loch Ness stakes for the sprinters over 1,400 metres. So another cracking day of racing coming up on Saturday. How do they qualify for the Guineas? With a win? Do you have to be win or top two? Or? Prize money. Prize money. Prize oh, money. okay. It's total all, prize yeah. money. Yeah, same with the um, the two-year-old uh, Magic Millions as well. It's all about building the prize money. I was looking at the uh, order of entry this morning, and there's already a couple there that have won, would you believe, over a million dollars. So uh, mm. they're well on their way. But, uh, yeah, you need to get that money in the bank. Righto. And uh, just before yeah, before we go, we should mention that uh, later in the week you'll have some tips. And if they're as good as Ginger and Totally Charmed and Garibaldi on the weekend. Garibaldi, wow. that was the other one. My mates were all mm. on that, thanks to you, Chris. So. Good how, was, how was Eagle Farm on the weekend, Chris? Good day? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, had a good day there. Had uh, and I can't tell you how good the lunch was. I was out there as a guest, had a great lunch. Never seen such a seafood buffet in all my life. So I've got to tell you guys, it was a lot of fun. Do you get next Still, day? Uh, <laughs> no gout. <laughs> haven't got it yet. And then when you got through the seafood buffet, the sweets, well, I, I thought I was going to have one of everything, which would be about 30, and had two, and that was enough. I couldn't fit anything else in. So. You mentioned seafood, and that's feet swell up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those shellfish. I love going, I love going to a buffet with yeah. him because I just have – go and pile up the prawns. Because <laughs> they'll swell up even more now you get older. Talk to you in a couple of days. Good on you, mate. <laughs> Good on you, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. This is Sports Day for all new redesigned Kia Sportage. Medium SUV has been unleashed. Find out more at kia.com forward slash au. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.